Live from Cobble Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Welcome to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome to it. Uh, breaking news sort of deal today. And 93.7 The Ticket. Uh, we're going to be here all day hanging out, having the discussions about the breaking news. 402 464 5685. I'm going to ask you to wait uh, to use the, 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 the Honda Lincoln hotline to call, but text away. Get your comments on. Again, the Sarder Heyman live video stream is up Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Do that. The breaking news well, we have resolution to our questions from last night, and I will read the statement directly from the Huskers Athletic Department. Uh, and then we will bring in Husker Hall of Famer Jay Foreman uh, to get his reaction and response. Of course, we do, in fact, want your reaction and response today as well. Uh, from Trev Alberts earlier today, I met with Coach Frost and informed him we were making a change in the leadership of our football program effective immediately. Scott has poured his heart and soul into the Nebraska football program, both as a quarterback and a head coach, and I appreciate his work and dedication. After the quotes continue, after the disappointing start to our season, I decided our best path forward for our program was to make a change in our head coaching position. Associate Head Coach Mickey Joseph will serve as our interim head coach for the remainder of the 2022 season. A couple of things to digest. Uh, somebody with, uh, with some passion, skin in the game. Let's go to the Honda Lincoln Hotline and bring in Husker Hall of Famer, Oh, let's call him back. Nick, can you take care of that? Again, this is not, um, you know, we, we, we can talk now. Bach is with us as well. Bach, your first reaction and response. Well, I'm surprised because I expected to to see this October 1st, right? I mean, we all kind of know we circled that date on our calendar for um, the, the potential buyout. Uh, Jay's coming in studio here. Oh, so how be about nice that? For us here. How about that instead? <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that's the surprise to me is just the timing of it. I think after last night, it was pretty inevitable. Um, I don't know if a donor stepped forward, but I to, to me, I, I think it's a little bit... I mean, I, I, I'm interested to see what the press conference today. What are the what are the reasons to do it now as opposed to waiting to save the money, which is partially what I thought this whole fifth year was all about. All right, let's bring in the Husker Hall of Famer, Jay Foreman. Uh, your first reaction to the news? Uh, damn. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's you know one of the deals. Uh, just part of the business, you know. It's um, no regard, you know, irregardless of how you feel about it. Uh, you know, whether it's Coach Frost or where the football program is, you you you, de- you know, for for me being you know former player and then obviously uh, playing in, in the pros, you know, you always I always tend to think about all the collateral damage, right? And mm-hmm. that's why people sometimes, when you become a head coach, humility and thoughtfulness have to be at the top of your kind of like let's say playlist, mm-hmm. because. Uh, you know, if you don't, if you, if you know, if it's viewed, you're not doing a good job, then there's other people that depend on you doing your job. So, I mean, um, so I think about the, you know, the assistant coaches, their, their family, their kids, 
administrators and people like that, right? Because, you know, so. But then also I know, you know, that's why, you know, head coaches get paid a lot of money, you know, and, uh, and that's part of the responsibility. If you have a ton of responsibility, you know, essentially to manage people, that's what you get paid for. And so, you know, a little surprised, I guess, by the timing and the, you know, I guess, you know, the, you know, whatever, seven and a half million or whatever the, you know, so-called metrics and all that stuff is. But, you know, sometimes probably when you know, you know, and that's, um, you know, probably where, the, you know, obviously where the leadership was at. And it's, uh, you know, it's not a, you know, it shouldn't be a joyous day, you know, in, in, in Nebraska history because, or football history, um, because we're having the same conversation we had, f- I don't know, four or five years ago, right? I think it's a different dynamic with Mike Riley. Um, when Mike Riley was hired, uh, it was like, okay, we just got to wait till he's done. By no, by no means did anybody think it would work, right? Let's be honest. Um, you know, Mike Riley wasn't equipped for this job. He wasn't like a known winner. You know, was kind of like, hey, I dated a, a redhead or a blonde, and I'm, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna date a brown-haired girl no matter what, right? And um, the decision was a good, but when Scott was hired, um, you know, he was. If if he wasn't the number one ranked coach in in coaching free agency, he won no lower than two or three, right? It's always a crapshoot, you know. You just never know, and dynamics change. Um, you know what you did that, that was successful at something other place, maybe not worked here. Maybe you changed some. Maybe you kind of got out of your, you know, your foundation a little bit. Maybe you got caught up in the vortex. And then never were able to rebound. I think one of the biggest things that I've learned in coaching is that you have to be a people person. You have to be, you have to surround yourself with people that can do things that you don't, that you're not good at. So you have to have somebody that's riding co-pilot and co-pilots that can look in the rearview mirror or in your side window, so you're not seeing a lot of blind spots. And I just think maybe there's too many blind spots. And last night was probably the last straw. I think it started with, uh, you know, the obviously Northwestern didn't help right at all there's no way it could right um and then i don't think north dakota kind of you know probably just eh, you know but then the ending was good and then just the way that the game went last night losing it now you know is it directly on him probably not because you know he's not tackling people he's not you know what i'm saying he's not playing outside linebacker he's not the the safeties and you know what i mean he's not doing that or uh, he's not directly coaching, but he's ultimately the guy that's, you know, held accountable because they, you know, it's viewed as, you know, will these guys play for him? Do they want to play for him? Are they listening to him? Is he inspiring them? Is he pushing, you know, all that stuff that goes into it. Those are the things I do not know. I don't have that intimate knowledge, you know, um, I'm not down there. Um, you know, it's kind of a hard line right here to, for me to do. Cause you know, uh, I have a ton of respect for people that choose to choose a coach. You know, it's got to be a passion that you do. You, and you got to be passionate about it. And a lot of days that you are trying to find ways to be passionate about it. You know what I'm saying? And you're here to serve, you know, you're a servant to a lot of other people, you know, uh, you, you know, a tremendous amount of time from your away from your family and friends and a tremendous amount of time away from things that you ideally would like to do. Again, that's why you're, you're handsomely, you know, compensated. Uh, and, and the money isn't all of it, but that's part of the deal. That's why you're the head coach. That's why you're the face of the state and the university in this case, 
uh, Nebraska. Um, but then, you know, Scott's a former teammate, um, you know, and we blood, sweat, and tears together and, and stuff like that. And I always find it a little, you know, I'm not one to try to kick a guy when he's down. You know what I mean? I mean, that's not, you know, if you've ever been down, you don't want people to be there to kind of laugh at you and kick you down. But, I mean, there's definitely some things that could have, you know, I, you know that uh, I would have envisioned that went different, hoped it went different, and should have went different. Um, there was a lot of guys that were willing to help him that weren't given the chance that I think would have probably helped. Um, not even in the X's and O's, but just in the um, – dynamics the of the space team. around it the, yeah, the space, space around, around the program um, it was just it, you know it's always weird to me um i used to have a friend like this and one of my friends with me anymore that you know like we're just for some reason when you're there with good intentions to protect them and to make them do good they act like, like you're like trying to find a reason why you shouldn't be you know what i mean um you know it sucks right now just because now you know uh we're in a uh, a quarter through the season nowhere near where we need to be um and then we play oklahoma i mean mickey's going to take over the team i know that like i can tell you right now that energy is going to be up all right mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and it better be up and and yeah you can feel sorry for the players i get it right yeah it transitioned but <laughs> you're part of it dude i mean at, at this point in time you have to get past um with all this like white gloving it you know what I'm saying, um, and stuff like. That. And this isn't a, you know, like a like attacking players, but tell, you know, having Frank, Frank. I had you know last year's. It was if they. I think these players, if they know if you're coming from a position of like say you say love, but genuine position, mm-hmm. you could tell them anything, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If I, I could tell you, I care about you, dude. But I care about you enough to tell you you're playing like booty, okay? And I expect more. Matter of fact, I'm demanding more. And you owe me more, right? There's nothing wrong with that. You get what I'm saying? And then you get in there and you, say, and you try to help them figure it out. And I think when you kind of like, you know, I think sometimes like when you kind of like, uh, I guess that analogy is like you just ball up your fist, right? You know, and then as soon, you know, kind of like the strength that you have when you first initially do it isn't like what you have five minutes from now. It's like you kind of can like, it can look like it's a strong fist, but it's not. So when you insulate yourself very tightly and you just do you, you like you, you go from here, 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 you become an easy target. You get what I'm saying? And, you know, I think that's a little bit of it. And I think just kind of got out of the, you know, got out of the way. It's a, it's a huge position that we're at. I think, um, you know, Mickey will do a good job. You know, I, I mean, there ain't no doubt about it. I mean, you know, I think he'll, He'll demand, you know, what needs to be done. Um, you know, unfortunately, it's a good op- – unfortunately, unfortunately, it's a good opportunity for him. Um, and there's a tons of ton – of, uh, there's a ton of season left. And they're all winnable games. You know, it's not like you got Jay Foreman trying to play quarterback. You got the pieces there, right? So now you got to kind of figure it out and get it done. And um, it's unfortunate. And, and there's plenty of blame to go around. It's not all Scott's fault. I can tell you that right now. It's not. But he's the head guy. That's the way it is. And he's got to be man enough to understand that's the way it is. Um, there's, is there things that he could have done better? You're damn right. There, there, there's things he could have done better. Has he done some good stuff? You're damn right he has, right? 
but probably you know in the evaluator's eyes it hasn't been enough good and bad and it's wins and losses and in a lot of things is how you're perceived how you act versus how you act right you know perception is sometimes the reality but this is a people business man okay you know um it's more than it's more of a people business when you're a head coach than anything right now it's not an x's and o's business anymore what what happens to the rest of the staff in your mind and again i'm not asking you to speak from knowledge of i'm I just mean, it, uh, your opinion in this space is 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 valid and 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 has weight and if 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 the straw that broke the campbell's camel's back was a poor defensive performance at home against Georgia State, uh, Georgia Southern, when when you were in need, that there may be some accountability on that side of the ball as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's a uh, – I don't know what the – you know, what the deal is. I assume all those coaches are going to go back to work, you know, and um, sure. I mean, there would be accountability on that side of the ball regardless of, you know, the move with, away from Scott hadn't been made. So, I think – yeah, sure. The pressure's on, and look, these coaches know. Look, the coaches know. I mean, you, 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 the days of coaching somewhere twenty-five years at this type of level is far and few between. You get what I'm saying? I mean, the Nick Saban down in Alabama, what he's done—that's why it's so crazy. Because year in and year out, he's winning. But the thing is, is like, if they, you know, whatever they decide to do, they got you. You got to be a professional. You know. I'll say this. Because you got to coach. Because you owe it to the kids. Yeah, well, th- th- that's the thing. And, and Sanderson makes a great point. We're going to remember the players. Right? There'll be some transition. This is some, a huge upheaval in what was perceived to be the biggest weekend in Nebraska's season. Right? So now there, there could either be chaos or calm based on the leadership that's been put in place and the players' relationship with those coaches. So what we will find out is whether – the players can adjust and adapt and, and then succeed in it. We'll also find out from the fan base what shows up at Memorial Stadium next Saturday in yeah, an early it, game it, it, on national TV with all the national cameras coming because they're all coming. Well, there's going to be a lot to talk about, and there's going to be questions and answers. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when you're a coach, listen here, the time for pettiness, all right, mm-hmm. is over. Mm-hmm. Okay. Petty, Petty got you here. Are you okay? You did, yeah. Right. Petty, just Petty got, got you here. Petty got you here. Get over it. Okay? If this is not a wake-up call for some players, then you ain't never going to get it. This ain't this ain't a coaching fault. Okay? Play better. You know, you know, you don't like a defensive call? Compete. You don't like your playing time? Compete. You, you don't like that, that you're not getting the accolades or NIL deals? Compete. It Now's ain't changing. Time. Now's Com- the time. Compete. And yeah, yeah, that's gonna yeah, you're the upheaval. But you know, like like you said, these players are smart. This isn't new. This isn't new news here. This, you, they didn't show up and not think if we don't perform, our coach might not be here. Everything's gonna be all right. Right. Yeah, Every, we we're just gonna just go. You know, they just lost four coaches. Regardless if you're on the offense, defense, or special teams, you just had lost four coaches. So, and these coaches are professionals, so they know that they want to continue to go along and do a good job. And in the you know the defensive side show that they're better than that for not only you know this year but you know they're going to be planning on coaching you know other places so um, it's a shock to the system I mean it, it is what it is and it's a sad day in the I mean look there's a lot of dynamics to this this was the Tom Osborne Jr. coming I mean this was it this is what people were thinking 
Well, you but, still here, here's but, but see, but here's I, I want to I, I want to make sure we put we put a, a pen in that statement because your interim coach could be that for you. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying when Scott was hired, mm-hmm. that's what that's what, what that's what people were thinking. He's that, from the Osborne tree, yeah, but if, but if you uh, he played for Osborne, he's from Nebraska, right. favors him some, and he was the hottest coaching prospect. He's coming mm-hmm. back to save Nebraska. This isn't. This is before Mickey got here. Mm-hmm. Now I can tell you, you can have a diamond in the rough right now, right? Straight up. So for you people out there that just think like, oh, let's just get through this year and try to go get Urban Meyer. Like, you better pump your brakes. That means you don't know. You ain't here for football. You here for for headlines. That's how you got here. Mm-hmm. Hiring people for so called on resume is your damn problem. All right. Okay. Because there's not enough people business going on. Mm-hmm. Learning people, talking to people that don't look like you. Or considering their advice when they're talking to you is how you got here, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. straight up, that's how you get here. And you can't be worried about the media. You know, here's the funny thing about it: is like you can't be worried about the media, or you, or you, well, when you start coaching, you're worried about the media, right? Oh, media, this media, you know, the media, like like somebody's gonna just sell your. You know, this ain't like Watergate. <laughs> you know, what I mean, it was that Nixon. That Nixon, that yeah. okay, like so you're so you're you're worried about the media when you're coaching. You weren't worried about them when they were telling that hey, Bill Moose, you got to hire him or you you actually shouldn't be the AD. This is the only thing that you need to do. Oh yeah. So you can't have it both ways. That's the thing. You can't be a user and a consumer. You can't be that. Well, I've said in, in a leadership I, I, position. I, I've said my, my my what I want for this program, this fan base, these players, and the coaches themselves is for whoever the decision maker is is to determine and be vocal about and active about whatever the priority is whatever that's all it is but it's not even for the players players play dude i mean are are you here to win well that's the question all this all this all this all this stuff man that's part of the problem you if you're out there on the field there's one football get it don't leverage the block leverage the football it's simple you know what I mean, and then you know if you're worried about, are you saying the the focus, uh, if, the if priority you, of this program is winning or money? I you you need to make a decision. I don't need to make that decision because I ain't down. Well, but I'm there. asking you. All opinion. I'm talking about is I'm talking about what's there happening on Saturday. I'm and that's all I'm concerned opinion. about. Because what happens on Saturdays is going to give me more money. Amen. What happens on that's why I ask. because it, because if that's you go why give, I ask. because if I go give you some money, yeah. And you don't perform, yeah, yeah. I can't get that back. That's that's why I right? asked. I so at the end s- of the day, everybody's need to get out of their own damn way, right? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Insecurity ain't gonna do nothing for you. Everybody got insecurities. I got them. DP has them. Everybody has them. So there's nobody, there's nobody oblivious or above insecurity. All right. In mm-hmm. in the I'm assuming in the world, I can only, I well, you know what? I can't speak for anybody else because I'm not I I'm not gonna do. I can only speak for myself. Everybody's got a hangups, right? And big, small, and different. Right? I hope, but that, when you're doing a job, yeah. okay, don't come talking to me that you're insecure. Get the job done, yeah. all right? Yeah. Don't tell me about the pain. Mm-hmm. Show me the baby, mm-hmm. okay? That might be callous, right? Mm-hmm. That might be callous, right? Don't tell me about the pain. Show me the baby. But guess what ain't callous? When your check is cashed, when you're getting all that stuff. Stop all the nonsense. You know, you can't coddle, you, you can't coddle kids and then try to throw them out there with some dogs. And this ain't saying you got to be mean to the kids and, like, you know, got them out there like the Junction Boys. No water, no ice. No. But, th- look, you're here to play football, right? Th- I'm offering you a scholarship. I'm offering you an opportunity to walk on. You're gladly accepting it. You're getting steak, 
bus rides, sweatsuits, trip to Ireland, all this other stuff. Okay, so here's what comes with it. I expect you to work hard on and off the field, above and beyond, and then when we get down, when it comes Saturday and what kind of time to football season, football is your number one priority besides your family and your faith. I'm not asking you for nothing much. Sometimes I think people think we're asking these players to give, to move hell and high water to do the damn basics, man. Forget the scheme. Forget the plays. They, I mean, just you think, you okay, we're going to run a 3-4 or 4-3, then all of a sudden we're going to start playing. If you can't get off a block in a 3-4, you damn well ain't getting off no block in no 4-3. Mm-hmm. If you can't run cover four in a 3-4 alignment or nickel, you ain't going to run it in a 4-3. You want to know why? Because you ain't got the tension to detail. If you don't love football, then you can't play this. You can't fake football. Okay, we got some. You, you can't be tough. You can't tell me you're tough. You got to show me. Stop talking. Do more doing. What you show me is speaking anything louder than anything you put on social media, man. And that's it. All and, 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 you, and you, you know, you know, like, you know, you got. Then you have some people, you know, and I get you got the fans of the '90s and all. Like, man, pump that, man. Y'all, the punks, the reason why they soft right now. Straight up, whether it's a media person or you fans, that's why they soft right now. That's what. That's part of the reason why we're losing. All right, because you're trying to do a drive a wedge into what made made Nebraska one of the most storied programs in the history of college football. So the game that we're watching, you're saying, okay, what these guys are doing, what Ohio State does, and what Nick Saban has said in his own book that he's doing to this day that it's not good enough here, and we are on our, like, fourth coach in, like, 10 years. I'm 47 years old. I didn't even know that the AARP starts sending you stuff at 50. <laughs> you know, I'm 46. Yeah. I've always said I thought it was I got 12 more years. So I was like, all right, man, I can sit back and chill. Welcome right? to the party, pal. <laughs> so my whole goal was by when I was starting to get AARP that I wanted to get on a plane and go to Indianapolis and get off a plane and party knowing I got a 60%, 70% chance of winning. I didn't know it was three years and three and a half years away. But so stop stop sitting up here and trying to drive it. with. We aren't saying you need you, – we already won our championship. This is what these. This is what's so ignorant about people, right? People will sit up here and act like you. You, you want to take something from, them, you know? No, what you're doing is you're assuming what people, what you would do. Somebody trying to help you, and you're like, oh no, nah, man, you ain't here for me. Okay, well, yeah, y'all, y'all getting boat raced. Okay, at some point in time, you got to do something different, right? So now we're here. Now we got now decision time. Now we got to what we got to do is everybody, whether you like it or not, and the same thing when Scott was here, you have got to support the coach and the players that we got right now. So I'm trying to I would employ the fans and whoever to be there Saturday. All right. If you want if you really want this program to be back on to get back to respect, be there. But because if you want to be in your feelings and you, you, you it, 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 that's how you got here. Okay, personal choices and feelings have to go to the wayside because the university comes first. What's the one thing I told you? I said, this ain't about, yes, it's great that Scott was down there with former teammate. This is about Nebraska, man. When you talk to guys, whatchamacallit, this and is serious, man. We take it serious. Okay, what we had to go through and what we did to get there for Coach Osborne, <laughs> I'm telling you, to a man, Coach Osborne says, get in your car and drive that thing down through the stadium. I guarantee you, there will be a line from here to Omaha. Okay? So it's bigger than the end. And right where we're at, we are at, there is no more bottom here. 
Okay. And now whoever goes forward, but everybody's got to support Mickey. You got to support all the players and coaches. And yeah, this is the day that everybody's probably up and uptight, right? Because the players got to deal with their family. Coaches got to deal with their family. Come Monday, you got to come back to work. Well, I, I do want, we'll take a break here. Um, I do want to talk about the interim head coach. We'll talk about that next here with all the breaking news on 93.7 The Ticket. Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. Uh, Getting the breaking news in case you uh, have been in church or under an NFL block, a rock. Um, The breaking news is Scott Frost is no longer the head coach for Nebraska football and that Mickey Joseph is the interim head coach. Um, Jay Foreman... Oscar Hall of Fame, and I'll ask the question: What does Mickey bring to the table? What 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 can we what can we hope for? Uh, I mean, uh, well, I know for number one, uh, you, you know, you can't his resume is second to none, all right. Um, and he's done it everywhere he's been, and he has you know the respect of and he has the respect, or he'll demand the respect of everybody in that building. He's not playing games here. I mean, I don't know him personally that well. I've met him. And talk. I've, I've. Well, first of all, I know his brothers obviously more better than him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I know what they're built about. So, I don't know where Mickey falls in the uh, lineage, older, middle, or younger. But I know what them other two are built of. I, and so, I can only imagine what Mickey, you know, is. He's going to demand and get the respect. That's number one. He's not playing games with you. He's not here to like pull wool over your eyes, and you know, or something, and, and play this little little cat and mouse games. He's about winning, and then uh, he has the energy for it. His opportunities worked his way up. I mean, it's unfortunate, kind of like how you you know he's you know came upon the job. I'm assuming Mickey wouldn't say, "Hey, man, you know I want to get hired here," and then three games in the season, you know I want to come back to my alma mater and, and take this job on after a former Nebraska player gets let go. That I can guarantee you, Mickey's not like that. But when I've talked to him, uh, he's just a straight up dude. Um, he knows what he wants. He knows what it's like to be, you know, at big time programs. I think he can, he can, he can lead every kid on that team. That means he, you know, he Mickey's not just an offensive guy. He's an excellent wide receiver coach and a recruiter. But I can guarantee you, he knows defensive backs and defense is just as good as anybody else. And he knows what he wants, and he knows what he, li- he would like to see. Now he's taking a different role in the sense of going from receiver coach. Now you're going to a head coach. And now you're going into a leadership more kind of like a CEO kind of a top-down view. But I think he's definitely um, capable and prepared for it. Is there going to be learning um, curve? Sure, but don't come don't 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 come at him and talking about like oh well he's into you know this is his first week and you know what's what's different that that chapter is already closed. Now he's you know we got nine games to get this right and and I know he's not coaching just to try to get experience and get through the season. He's thinking about winning every game. And keeping that job. And keeping that yeah, job. And he's, he's thinking about getting to the bowl game. He's trying to – I mean, he's he's thinking, all right, let's go. He's got you, – you have to. You can't – first of all, I think part of the reason maybe that Trev did it, he's like, all right, I got to give these guys, these older kids, the best chance, you know, at different leadership. You know, you wouldn't want them to come back and question Trev, you know, 10 years from now and say, why – you know, say like they did it next year. Well, why didn't you do it? You know what I'm saying? They're like, why? so – He's giving him a chance at that. Um, and, you know, I think the team is, you know, going to go out there and play. I know that that, that uh, the details that, that, Mickey's gonna, that Mickey's known for and when he's coaching receivers and offense, uh, 
is going to be the details that he's going to want on every side of the ball. And he ain't going to, I'm telling you, he ain't going to have no, be no, I'm, I'm now again, I can't speak for him, but only thing that I know, it won't be a lot of stones on over, you know, on turn. I, I, I think a couple of things I want to point out to folks. So we're going to be here for a while today, just hanging out and having these conversations and we'll get to phone calls. We'll get to, to, to all the texts. We'll, we, I promise you we will. Um, I wanted to get some immediate reaction uh, in this space. Jay, I'll read a couple of them so you kind of understand the, the temperature of the room. Uh, JP says, uh, wow, that, that's a pretty good one. Um, JP said, uh, I think Mickey will be a hard ass, which we need. Andrew says this, uh, honestly, the money sh- should have never been the issue. The whole thing was about saving the money. Either you deserve to be fired or you don't. Uh, from this texture as well, uh, J and DP, you are the difference makers when it comes to uh, turning the conversation forward, real and positive. Keep it up. Steve Solomon, booster and ticket holder for 55 years. Uh, also, Taylor, the electrical guy, says, Jay is speaking truth. Feels like Scott never fully understood what is expected and required of a head coach at a Power 5 level. Uh, Doug in Lincoln says this. I hope Coach Joseph hires Jay tonight. Uh, we agree. Uh, <laughs> uh from Trucker Rob, seriously, I hope Mickey kills it. His philosophy on player development is the opposite of Frost. Never heard him say no fear, failure. He's about putting the work in and being accountable. Um, and we'll get to a lot of the questions about what's next. But the real answer to what's next is interim head coach Mickey Joseph. Bach, what is your first reaction? What's the thing that you feel the most from this? Uh, for the Mickey Joseph part of it, yeah, uh, I, I think that it, I think that the move is made, and the the, the problem I have with this altogether is I I probably without knowing whether they reach an additional buyout or had a donor step up is that I I, I struggle to see the bigger picture. To me, seems to be to wait till October first. Hmm. I thought that was the ideal all along. I there was there there was not a historic turnaround that you've seen somebody start the way that Frost did at a Power 5 program and boom, year five, it was, you know, they, they went on to have a lot of success. This was this was a long shot by a, for a long time. So I thought a lot of this was about um, the, the buyout, about, about uh, saving some of that money. And now by doing it, you know, a few weeks before that, I'm somewhat confused by that. So I'm going to wait and see, you know, at the press conference today, maybe, maybe one year the difference changes when – the TV contract's bigger than you expected to be. All of a sudden, okay, maybe that seven and a half million doesn't but, but, mean as big of a deal. All right, why you why are you worry about it, seven? You got a hundred and fifty something million dollars facility that you make. Don't come talking to me about no. That's like going on vacation, then you come back worry about a fifty dollar grocery. Well, it'll bill. pay for at least one year of your next coach. I, I I guess it just depends on the way you're looking at. it. If they truly believe that Scott, so are you Frost, trying to penny pinch? I mean, did you see? There's twenty thousand twenty thousand people went to Ireland mm-hmm. to watch a team that was three and nine last year. Twenty thousand, and you, you worried about eight million dollars? I mean, I know. I mean, it's a lot of money, but it's not. I'm not. I, I guess I'm not worried necessarily about the money. I mean, and, and you're right. Eight million dollars, regardless of how big of an institute. I mean, that's a lot of money. Um, but but maybe as I get your point, as compared to the rest of the money that that's flowing through, I guess I just don't understand this whole thing that they put together. I would have fired him at three and nine. I don't know why you wait. He literally is one and two. That's what he's been his whole career here. Yeah, in Nebraska. but but see, at the same token, didn't fire him after three and nine, based on how the team was perceived to play and the amount of money that you would have had to pay. Now, conversely, you come back to this year. The, you, okay, let me ask you this: 
okay, if you were gonna be if 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 I came to you and said, hey man, hey dude, just here's here it is, October second, I'm gonna fire you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so do you, I'll let you coach for the next couple weeks, or you could just we could just say I fired you today. You choose. Holler at a player. What's the difference? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, and I don't know what they what they decided in that room, but I think that that was very obvious after last night. Everybody kind of was saying, and and you could see the writing on the wall. It's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. So okay, so yeah. you answer your question. Right? But I mean, I just I'm not sure if I don't see maybe if if this whole thing was about saving some money, why why throw all that away? Three because weeks you beforehand? did a thing that is so far beneath your standard of operation. That's never happened in that building. That's not what happens in that building. Georgia Southern doesn't come to the building on your dime and kick your tail when you're in doubt. Look, there was chaos and fire around the stadium to begin with. And if you could not get your players to perform at the level that was required at a minimum for last night, guess what? All bets are off. Look, your house is on fire. You could sit and say, I'm going to trade money, I'm going to save money, I'm going to do all the other nonsense. Look, man, <laughs> I wasn't in the room, but I tell you what, I've been in them rooms, and I can tell you, I, I'm, I'll listen to you made a decision based on the standard that was set, something that they possibly agreed on or didn't. But I would say, I'll, I asked Rashawn Jackson this last night, I asked several former Husker players who were around us, I asked at halftime when the score is tied, is this the new standard? Is this the new normal? Is this acceptable? Jay, I'll ask you this as yeah, simple would, as going to ask you, yeah, right? Yeah, I, don't know, I wouldn't. I mean, that's a hard question to ask because Georgia, Georgia Southern is allowed to play well, right? We, but what's not allowed is us to play crappy. Yeah. So a team can play well. That doesn't mean that we're not playing well. I don't think it's the new standard. I mean, and, and, and also, and I'm not coming to defense to anybody, but if you thought that this was going to be just a seamless transition – and like with all these new players, and so you're sadly mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I thought even with all that needed to get the continuity going, that they still would be at worst two and one. I expected three and zero. So you ask how you get here so quickly. You're one and two. Now you talk about the money thing. It's okay, paying an extra eight million versus like a close to thirty million at that point in time. So. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we're here. We're, we're there's nothing positive by getting here. You get what I'm saying, and it's not a. It's probably not a hard decision to make, anyways. Because you know, Scott still got supporters, people that believe in him and would like to see him finish out the season or whatever, or get another chance, even a few more years. And it's just a crappy situation, and there's a plenty of blame to go around. Um, Circumstances definitely didn't help the situation at all. It really, it, it, no, I'm telling you, it, right? really, it really didn't because. Well, I, I I have to say this. I have, in, in talking to you, Rashawn, AD, strict to, to some degree, other Husker, uh, Farley specifically, other Husker former players, it's your pain that I'm reacting to. Like, this bothered folks, and it gave me hope. Oh yeah, I mean, there's people not happy about it, but I just think the circumstances of like when you know he took over for Riley, the runway was extreme. It was an unlimited runway, so mm-hmm. essentially you got to blow up the whole team. So you got rid of some players that were decent enough players to be good, and then you got extremely young, 
and then they recruited the same type of player that they had at Central Florida. Well, then you had to pivot again and recruit bigger, faster, stronger players. Then COVID hit. Now, again, I'm not making excuses because everybody – COVID hit everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as you started to lose, the pressure started to mount, right? Mm-hmm. And then the questions started to come. And then now you – you know, just by the original plan of circumstances when you were hired by your superior, you were doing what you kind of were allowed to do. But then when circumstances changes in the future, which you can't predict, now you're like – now you're three or four years behind. Because you went extremely young, yeah. and then you had COVID, yeah. and then you were playing against a st- extremely, you know, senior and older laden teams and, and, and more experienced. On, on top of learning how to coach in the Big Ten, learning how to recruit, and then boom, here you are right now, and the pressure was on and just didn't work out. I mean, it's not – it wasn't, you know, ideal circumstances, but I just think that, you know, it's, I still I, – I mean – I don't think it's that hard. I don't. I think football, in a lot of ways, is a very simple game. It's only as hard as you make it. Now, you do things to make it simple, but I don't think it's some confusing game. I mean, I think hitting a baseball is a lot harder than that, playing football. I you got to guard I, Randy Moss or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it'll be very interesting this afternoon to hear um, Trev talk about it. I'm um, looking for that'll be sometime around three. Uh, we're efforting to figure out whether we can cover that live or not. I think we'll be able to do that, but we will have personnel in the building. Uh, of course, Steve Sipple will be there. Nick's going to go down. I'll probably go down based on our rotation or whatever uh, we have going on here. So what we're going to do, again, the breaking news is that Scott Frost is no longer the head football coach at the University of Nebraska. Uh, Mickey Joseph is the interim head coach, and it leaves lots of questions about what's next and we'll find out more and we'll talk about more um we're gonna bring in nick and rico and let them vent a little bit uh with jay foreman as well we'll take a break back and i'll get something to eat because it's gonna be a long <laughs> long day here at 93.7 the ticket all right welcome back in uh, Scott Frost is out as the head coach of Nebraska. Nick Sainert, Rico, Jay Foreman, Jake Sorensen all hanging out with you guys here. You guys can contribute to the show, 402-464-5685. Send us your text. Uh, I believe at the top of the hour we'll we'll open it up to calls. Um, we're just kind of trying to get some initial thoughts here. Um, I said this on our, our instant reaction video that, that Rico and I posted it's not necessarily a happy day, right? Um, it's definitely not a celebration. There there can be a positive spin on it because you hope that this thing can now start to go in the right direction. Uh, but it is a bummer because, as Jay kind of alluded to in the first segment, guys, it, this was an easy story to, to cheer for right out of the gate, right? And if you want to go all the way back to, to Scott helping Nebraska win a national title um, in 97 and then working his way up through the coaching ranks and – Offensive court, or excuse me, wide receiver coach at Oregon, then offensive coordinator at Oregon, and what he did at UCF in two short seasons, and Nebraska just being able to hire him in 2018, like it's it's one of those things where it was easy to get on the on the on the wagon of we want this to work so badly, and now here we are four years and some change later with a 16 and 31 record, and Nebraska looking for a new head coach. 
Yeah, when it comes to Georgia Southern, I mean, we talked about this a lot um, last night in the postgame show. You guys have talked about it so far today. I mean, you, you just can't survive that kind of loss. This, yeah. this is Clay Helton's second game at the school. The first game against Morgan State, who's barely even a football school. Your second game is the air raid going from triple option previously to air mm-hmm. raid. It shouldn't click like it was and they had no problems passing the ball. They had 600-plus yards of offense. They ran the ball with ease, which has been a problem all year long. You're facing a team who doesn't want to run the ball, who's not very right? good at yeah, running the they, ball. They don't and, want and, to run it, and they yeah, ran it with ease. You're, 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 looking at, you're looking at it all wrong. You're looking at it totally all wrong. You, you, you think this is about Georgia Southern? I'm not. No, no. This is about, no, it's about, it's about the entire body last of work. Night in terms of, yeah, that was the final. Hold that hold was hold the hold final hold nail in the coffin. That right. was. This is Absolutely. four years worth yes. of, of you, you angst. Think, you think last night was the final nail in the coffin? I think it'd been already nailed, but that made it them do it now versus waiting until was October first. Was that the, the paint job the on the coffin? I mean, what, what do you think the most one of the most important things is for a head coach? Well, there's a lot of things. Win games is number one. Okay, that's a guarantee. So let's besides okay besides that ability to make adjustments. No, he's not. A, he's not. He's not a coordinator. He's not. But hold on, hold on. It's not nine butts. He's not a coordinator. What do you? Okay, that's wrong answer. What do you think? Well, I think it's important to keep your locker room together, right? Keep your team, okay. everybody, all on the same page. Okay, Rico. There's a lot of answers yeah, so to that question. Go with making sure that the team is all on the same page right, and, 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 and performs big, as one unit. The biggest thing is you're you're in a leadership position. Yeah. Yeah, you need to oversee adjustments. So Nick, you're technically not wrong, but that's what you hire the coordinators for. Right. Yeah. That's why you have the. If I'm if I'm a linebacker coach and I'm getting beat to the flat, my guy. Okay. Who is not the head? Well, it's the it's the head. It's, excuse me. It's the coordinator's job, but it's also the head coach has to get out of his own way. And allow the coordinators to do their job. Right, but we scored forty two points. Yeah, and, and the offense last night was not the problem. Heck, being a head coach is a people person mm-hmm. business. It it's is being able to ha- it's being able to manage and handle emotions it, and egos of of multiple, multiple different people across different genres. Yeah, and you have to some people and, that you've and, maybe you maybe never would have interacted with outside of this, and you have you to need do to figure it out a way a to do it multitude of ways. Yeah, and it's every single day. You have to be engaged. You know, engaged. That's the that's this is what this is about, man. I get it. Georgia Southern. Yeah. Okay. I, I imagine that phone that phone up there that them donors are probably calling. You know, and, sure, and all that other stuff. So Georgia Southern. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. You're right. It's the it's the last bad look, you know, you know, or whatever. That's kind of like, all right, you know, enough. But all those things that you meant, that all you guys mentioned prior, ability to adjust, wins and losses, what Rico's talking about, that just comes from people. Well, people, that's a, that's a people. That's a people. Person, my my question to you is this, then, Jay, in, in terms of the season. So, so Nebraska, again, we went to the season thinking it was a favorable schedule. Nebraska should, you know, be able to get six, seven wins because of the schedule. They lose Northwestern, lose North, they almost beat, lose North Dakota. They lose Georgia Southern. So my question is, if we had that that uh, thought before the season, but this this is a gettable schedule, and it's looked like this so far through three games, was Scott Frost really all there in the offseason? Were they together to begin the season or not? How do you assess that in terms of where the team was at? Know. I don't know. I cohesive. mean, I wasn't there. So, I mean, I wasn't down there. Um, if you asked me last year, I could tell you – Part of the reason why they were able to kind of hang in there at three nine is because some of the th- things I saw. I was, you know, because yeah. I, I could tell you what the the fabric of the team better is. I don't know what it is now. There was obviously something missing. Yep. Obviously, um, and it doesn't always always point to the head coach. I think it even goes up a step higher. Like, what's your priority, and what's really what's really your um, 
what what job qualifications do you really what do you what do you really like I think sometimes whoever's making these decisions if it's you know one two ten twenty people you know I don't know how it's like seems like you never know who's making the decisions like Dead Sea Scrolls or not Dead or what is it the the scrolls or skulls or something like a secret society of, of decision yeah. making nobody yeah. ever knows because that's why nobody's ever held accountable but you I would like to see what are what are what are the qualifications that you're looking for are we looking for just resume yeah. are we looking for just the hype, you mm. know what I mean? Are we are we looking for a football coach? Are we looking for a little bit of everything? Are we looking for somebody that's totally opposite of Bo Pelini? Are we looking for oh somebody that's you know run the West Coast offense? So we're going to hire Callahan. What exactly what, what, do you what, want? Out what of exactly your head coach? you want out of your head coach? And I don't think in, in the problem the reason why we're having problem nobody knows. Yeah, everybody's on different pages. Some some people want one thing. Some people just want wins and losses. Some people want a flashy hire. Some people want somebody who, as DP says multiple times, you know, some of the the like GMs in the NFL or like the NBA hire people that they they can see themselves having a drink with. Somebody that they want to hang out with. So it's it's all these people who want different things that are in this hiring process who have no idea what they all want as a collective unit. So they're all looking at at, at different things. And finally, you know, somebody's got to win out. Unfortunately, and and sometimes it doesn't work out for the university as a whole. It hasn't worked out. I, I and it it's. I mean, I guess I'm trying to take it even a little bit smaller than that. I mean, there's people that make the decisions, but then ultimately the decision makers make it right, or they got to live by it. But I just wonder what it would like. At what point in time did you like? And, and Moose is not here to. Answer, this is the, the, all these questions are not for me. Right. They're not for Nick. Not nope. for Rico. Not for for Jake. They're for Moose. Yeah. Because. You would ask, like, okay, well, some of the stuff that's uh, the like the deficiencies, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that obviously showed up on Saturday on Saturdays, which let, or, I mean, the deficiencies that were let led to the scores on Saturday. Right. You didn't do your research. I don't think you Moose. Get you get? Yeah. I don't think 100%. Moose had a choice. I'm not saying he had a choice, but your choice, if you if, okay, if your choice, then you might not go to the table with five million. Yeah. That, that's yeah. That's interesting. I mean, I, mean, it, I don't think he didn't yeah. have a choice as AD because no, that would have no, been no. the shortest tenure as an AD if you couldn't hire him <laughs> in. But uh, but then you know, but okay, even if you do hire him, you don't put the structure around him to help him be his best. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of this can't be just thrown on Scott. I mean, if you if you don't if you have a second year head coach, right, the second year, and and this is not again, I'm not making excuses. Second year head coach that. Had a magical season, mm-hmm. so how magical is it? Is it something that's repeat, repeatable? Right, but that doesn't mean he's already like um, at Nick Saban level as far as mm-hmm. you know company structure. How you know how to go from when Nick, Nick Saban left the Big Ten to go to SEC? So he had to change the way he ran his essentially you know empire. Right, it's only his second year as a head coach. So if you don't have somebody there that's either been through that with another head coach or been successful at it themselves, then everything you're doing is like learning on the job. And then if there's nobody there with the checks and balances, things can get out of, get out of haywire real quick. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, at the end of the day, it does, it, it, then it just doubles right back to the, to the field and all that stuff. And, and a lot of it can kind of be correlated, I'm assuming. Right. But, I mean, it's not a joyous time or whatever. It's definitely breaking news on a Sunday after a, a, a loss. And and I will say this: the season's still salvageable. I think they can do a ton of positive. Yeah. Um, they it's not like when the head coach leaves. That means all the talent on the roster left. Exactly. Just you know, today as well. Yeah. Now it's going to take these kids a little bit of time to adjust, but you know, I think maybe he can do it. And they just got to find a way to do it effectively. 
and it, you know it starts tomorrow or whenever they have practice. Yeah, I think well, let's we'll continue this uh, and, and at the top of the hour here. Uh, we'll we'll open it up to you guys for calls here at this two o'clock hour four zero two four six four five six eight five the Honda Lincoln Hotline the Sarder Heyman text line or you can uh, comment on the Sarder Heyman Jewelers video stream as well Facebook YouTube Twitch and Twitter Nick Sainer Jake Sorensen Jay Former and Rico hanging out with you guys um, on the new on the day that. Uh, we all kind of saw it coming, but we just didn't know quite when it was going to happen. Scott Frost is out as the head coach at Nebraska. We'll be right back. You're listening to breaking news coverage on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.